0: Welcome to the 2017 NSH Poster Podcast Series. My name is Gail Callis, and I'm a member of NSH, a regular presenter at the NSH Annual Symposium Conventions, and currently serve as editor for the Journal of Histotechnology. Last year, NSH launched its first poster podcast series, bringing outstanding research and science from the exhibit hall to a larger audience. We are thrilled to bring this popular series back and know you will enjoy listening to the poster presenters learn something new and share their information with others. New episodes will be released each week from November through December. Thanks for listening and science on by presenting a poster with a podcast next year.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Carrie Crabb. I'm sitting here with Liz Chapala talking with her about her poster, P45, utilizing image analysis to evaluate hematoxylin and eosin staining precision. Liz, how would you describe your level of poster presentation knowledge?
0: I know pretty much about the poster. Um, I was the one who kind of designed the process and what we wanted to look at. Um, I have limited knowledge on the image analysis aspect of it. Um, Since I didn't do the um, image analysis, Kevin did that, so um, I'm pretty good at knowing most of it.
1: This is not your first poster. So how did this poster differ from the others that you have presented in the past?
0: Most of the posters we've presented in the past, except for the one that we did last year, have some type of um, whole slide imaging and image analysis um, solution that we've used to look at staining, um, reproducibility, and precision.
1: Good. Why is this topic important and worthy of your time as a researcher?
0: I'm pretty much an uh, image analysis, digital pathology person. I really believe in the technology. And... This time we wanted to look at the H&E because I feel that as um, digital pathology solutions continue to be adopted, we're going to be using an H&E with image analysis algorithms to help diagnose patients and help a pathologist get their job done. So it's really important that we have a certain level of consistency with the H&E stain so the algorithms function properly.
1: Excellent. What is the first thing that you want people to see when they look at your poster?
0: that image analysis is a, a great tool to look at the quality in your lab and look at how well you do things.
1: Were there any surprises when you were doing your research?
0: There was a, a lot of surprises once we got the data back from the statistician. We use a statistician because we had um, through the course of this study we looked at um, over a hundred slides and with eight tissues on a slide we had um, almost 900 data points. Oh. So yeah, managing that for me as a histotech, I don't know that much about statistics, so I kind of hand it off to a statistician. and what we found out is that um, nu- the nuclear staining, the hematoxin is quite robust and, and very co- consistent, whereas um, Eosin staining is more cyclical and can be is more dependent upon um, section thickness and manipulation of staining protocols.
1: Okay. Was there anything you didn't expect, either in the research or simply in putting this poster together?
0: I didn't expect to see um, the hematoxilin optical density values to kind of peak and to level out after a certain period of time. I thought as section thickness increased that I would still see an increasing optical density for the hematoxilin staining with section thickness and both with how we manipulated the staining protocols and we didn't really see that. We saw, After like four or five microns, um, the optical density of the um, nuclear stain kind of leveled off. And after our routine staining protocol, um, the manipulations that we made to in, uh, hopefully get more intense staining and more intense nuclear staining, it also kind of leveled off. So that, that was interesting.
1: Okay. When someone walks away from your poster, what do you want them to be thinking about?
0: I want them to be thinking about um, utilizing image analysis to um, help them document the day to day stuff that they do in the lab. And it's a, a great tool for histotext to, to use. And I think it's going to help them understand the whole process of just routine staining. And see, because you're actually looking at things that you. Don't no, normally look at. When we review a slide, our QC slide, we look at that slide and we don't necessarily look at the day before slide or two days before and we make the decision that, hey, that looks good. And this kind of shows that utilizing image analysis, or image analysis or at least looking at multiple days of, of slides at a time, you can see that things may be trending. And so it, it, it's interesting to, to look at that kind of stuff.
1: All right. Yeah. Knowing you, Liz, I'm sure you're already thinking of the next project, so you want to share anything with us, yeah, what it's, uh, it's is already, running it through your it's, mind?
0: It's already in the works, um, we're a low volume H&E lab, and we change our stainer every two weeks, And but we work with the low volume slide. so on any given day we might only stain a couple slides, and on some days we might stain 60. Um, that doesn't really test the robustness of the reagents themselves, and how long that they actually remain um, suitable for staining. If you're a high volume lab, so what we've decided to do is to um, look at a, probably a panel of six tissues that have varying types of um, more nuclei than uh, you know different types of tissue, like lymph node and things like that, skin, brain and actually cut about 2,000 slides um, and stain those, change the stainer, and then just stain those 2,000 slides. And then maybe scan every Mm -hmm. 10th or something like that and see what happens. See how long the hematoxylin is still functioning. See Mm -hmm. if we have problems with the eosin. Or if we even have problems with deparaffinization, I don't know. I haven't mm-hmm. tested anything like that. So, so see how long yeah. the,
1: the, all the reagents Just, will hold up. Yep. What kind uh-huh. of volume you can actually do if, with yep, them
0: before you start seeing decreases in staining intensity? That
1: does sound like an interesting poster. Yeah, we'll look uh-huh. forward to seeing yeah, that.
0: Yeah, hopefully it'll be um, here next year. Good. NSH next year. We'll look year.
1: forward to it. So at this point then, what two or three major tips would you share with someone that is considering submitting a poster at next year's convention?
0: I think have a, um, a good idea of what you want to do um, and make sure you've thought about it and how you're going to set up your experiment. You're kind of setting up an experiment and then um, a way that you're going to analyze that data or what you're trying to show and make sure you understand what you really want to do so you get a, a certain outcome. Essentially, what we, when we started this poster, we were trying to see if we could figure out an optical density number that would show us what's a good stain versus a bad stain. And actually, what we tried to set out to do, we didn't really find out, but we found out a lot about um, H&E staining in general that I think is going to be valuable, and not to get discouraged if sometimes things don't turn out the way that you hope that they would, there's always really good data in what you do if you set up the experiment right.
1: So it is extremely important to have a plan and well thought out so that you can work towards that and make sure that you're capturing all the important data along the way instead of waiting until you get to the end and saying, what if I had done this or I should have done that.
0: Yeah, it's really, when we've learned, I mean, because this is our, like, my fourth or fifth poster, so I've learned when I started doing things, I didn't take into account if I'm replicating, I'm using one stain or another stainer to make sure that I'm cutting serial sections or that I make sure that I divide the sections properly or between one stainer and another so I don't create variation that I don't want to create variation i want to see what variation is in the process that i'm looking at i don't want to create the variation so we've gotten um a system that's works seem, seems to work pretty well but we are always learning and you know we make little mistakes and we just try to correct them whenever um we encounter them
1: okay it's like any good uh, science project you need to give it a lot of thought on the front end before you get started with it
0: yep uh-huh that's it
1: uh, all right Liz, we do appreciate you taking the time to sit and share with us today about your poster. Hope everyone else that's listened in here has enjoyed the uh, feedback from Liz, and use that as an opportunity to think about and create a poster of their own. Thank so, you. Thank it you, Liz. It was fun. Yay! Right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Histotalks. To hear more great episodes,
0: check us out on Podbean, the Block or iTunes keyword histotox